Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God is wonderful today. We give him all glory. We give him all honor. We give him all the praise. Yes, God, he is good. Yes, God, he is so Yes, God, he is God is so good all the time. We offer up to you, Lord, the fruit of our lips, the sacrifice of praise. God is good. God is good. God is good. Why? 
We have to present our body as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. For this is our spiritual act of worship. God instructs us not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Then we'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Present him your bodies today. And you will not be disappointed. Yes, my God is good. Yes, my God is good. Yes, my God is good all the time. Yes, my God is good. Yes, my God is good. Yes, my God is good all the time, God is Daddy, Bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the most precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who loves us so much, gave his life as a ransom for you and I. It is only right and fitting for us to praise him. It is only right and fitting for us to worship him. Now, spiritually, and the Lord is just dealing with me on this immediately, spiritually, you and I were created to worship God. Just like physically, you and I were created to work hard. There are benefits that come through hard work, vigorous exercise, that uh, scientists cannot even, doctors cannot even fully explain. There are benefits. There is a endorphins. There are chemicals that God even causes to allow to be released in our physical bodies when we work these bodies hard. Endorphins are chemicals that give you a sense and a feeling of well-being. In other words, when we use these bodies like we're supposed to, there's a physical release that makes us feel good physically. Well, when we use our spirits like we are supposed to, there is a spiritual release that will cause us to feel good spiritually. Yes, yes. When you use it right, there is a good feeling in our being. When we use our, our spirit right, there's a good feeling that's released. When we use our soul right, there's a good feeling. manifest in your life. Uh, for those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled Everyone's Growing. Everyone is Growing.
All right, Saints, we had a technical difficulty, but we trust we are back in Jesus' name. We're working on our most recent topic, everybody's what? Growing. The question is not whether or not you are growing. The question is, which direction are you growing in? Because we are either growing in our salvation, getting closer to God, becoming more like God, or we are growing in the flesh and becoming more like the devil and more like his angels. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that that will not be anyone's portion under the sound of my voice in Jesus' name. We're looking at capital A in our outline, in our salvation. We want to deal with that uh, first. We looked at 1 Peter 2 and 2, and uh, today we're going to look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, But grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to him be glory
All right, Saints. Again, we had a technical difficulty. Uh, this will be the last time we're gonna we're gonna try this. Uh, we're in Second Peter chapter three, verse eighteen. Again, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. We're looking at capital A in our outline, growing in our salvation. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. We thank you again for another day, another opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. You have blessed us with life, health, strength, and every other good and perfect gift that has come from you. We appreciate you today. We reverence you. We honor you. We magnify you. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and our iniquities, sins in thought, word, or deed, sins in, of commission, of omission, any other way that we have committed them. We ask for your forgiveness, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let God's people say amen. Second Peter chapter 3 deals primarily with the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord. Now, we as, as Christians understand that Jesus is going to return in the clouds where every eye shall see him. And he's going to gather his elect. He's going to gather his people. In other words, you know, we are two types of people in the earth. There are those who are saved and those who are not. Those who are saved have received God's spirit. They believe in Jesus Christ as God's only begotten son. Christ is going to take them up when he appears in the clouds. He's going to take them up in, in the air. Now, also, there are two types of, of people that have died in this life. There are those who died uh, as believers in the Lord. They are now in the presence of God in the third heaven, uh, in a place of bliss and peace. Those who died without Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they are now in Hades, which is about like hell. Burning in fire, in torment, in fire, in darkness and fire, crying out with no one to answer them. Two types of people that are alive, two types of people that are dead. Well, what God is going to do is there's going to be a resurrection of the righteous and a resurrection of the wicked. Resurrection of the righteous, those individuals who are righteously dead, they're going to be resurrected. And the wicked individuals that are in hell are going to be resurrected. And everybody's going to stand before God and receive the final judgment. Your final judgment is where you will be placed for all eternity, either with God uh, in a beautiful, beautiful place, or with the devil and his angels in hell forever. So this is why we take the work of the Lord very, very seriously. And this is why you should too. Because your very, ex your very eternal existence depends on what you do in this life. Doing the wrong thing or wrong things in this life can, uh, can, can cause you to be eternally damned. Doing the right thing. In this life, namely accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, turning away from wickedness, living a, a life of righteousness, a life of purity, a life of, of, of truthfulness will cause God to, uh, to, to save your eternal soul. Listen out there under the sound of my voice. You will never cease to exist. You, in other words, do you, the essence of who you are, will never stop existing. You are an eternal being. You are forever. You are forever, and you will spend forever somewhere. Even if you get old and die in these bodies, you, the essence of you, will still be existing somewhere. The, the essence of you will still be living on somewhere For ever and ever and ever you are like god i am like god we are eternal beings we are beings that without end we shall never end the question is where do you want to never end 
in the presence of God where there's fullness of joy, or in the lake of fire and burning sulfur where the, the beast and the false prophet and the devil and uh, wicked evil angels will be thrown, and there they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Peter speaks about the day of the Lord. Now, we're going to go back to verse 3, and we're just going to look at select scriptures in this chapter. Uh, because Paul Peter wanted the people to be very careful in what they were allowing into their hearts and their minds. The same way today, uh, God wants you and I to be careful with what we let into our hearts and our minds. There were some in the early church that, that felt like, well, since the day of the Lord had not come, that it wasn't going to come. And that is a trick of the adversary that is a lie straight from, from, from the father of all lies. Just because the day of the Lord has not come yet, that does not mean it will not come. Just because the day of the Lord does not come in your lifetime or in my lifetime, that does not mean it will not come. God is an eternal being as well. But he, the difference between God and us is this. God understands fully eternity. And he has set the concept of eternity in, in our hearts. The Bible says God has set eternity in the hearts of men, but they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. So what God has done is he's placed a concept in us, the concept of eternity, the concept of forever, the concept of without end. But we can't, we can't really grasp it. We can't really comprehend it. God comprehends it. And God has all eternity at his disposal. He has all all time at his disposal to reward individuals, to punish individuals, to, to, to lift individuals, to bring. He's got all time to work with. There were some in the early search, you go back to verse 4, that were saying, where is the coming? Where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But look at verse 5. But they deliberately forget that long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters, also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction on the ungodly. In other words, Peter said God be doing stuff in his time. God do stuff in his time. You're not going to rush God. You're not going to slow God down. The best thing for you and I to do is to, to tap into the timetable of God so that he can begin to reveal to us when he's going to do what he's going to do because God already knows when he's going to do what he's going to do. You and I don't. Now, you take this, uh, and the Lord keeps flashing this in my spirit right now. Under the ground, deep under the earth, there are oceans of crude oil. Ah, there's never been a, a shortage of crude oil, and it probably won't be any time soon. There was never a shortage. You know, what was happening, you had some, some you know, oil-producing nations that didn't want to give it up, and so it caused the price to go up, and they would only release a certain amount, and so because there wasn't much on the market, the price had gone up. But there's never been a shortage of crude oil, just like we don't have a shortage of ocean water. There's plenty of it. There's plenty of ocean water. There's plenty of crude oil. We have oceans of crude oil underneath the ground. All right? Well, uh, just because those oceans of crude oil are there, now, if we didn't have drillers and, and, and oil men that drilled down and tapped into that crude oil, if they didn't continue to do that on a regular basis or find a way to bring it from under the earth, to bring it up, to be processed and refined so we could use it, or we'd have to shut down all these vehicles and all this stuff that, that, that uses crude oil. Why? 
because if we don't tap into it and go get it, we won't be able to use it properly. Well, so it is with, with God's timetable. If you don't tap into the timetable of God, then a whole lot of things will be catching you by surprise. Things will be going on. You'll be wondering why that's happening. Well, why that got to happen now? Why God not doing it? You'll be having all, you'll be, you'll be confused. You'll be perplexed. But when you tap into and God begins to reveal to you his timetable that he has already set, God already know when you're going to die under the sound of my voice. He already know when I'm going to die, when I'm going to die. And there's nothing I'm going to do to change that. There's nothing you're going to do to change that because God already knows. All right. God already knows when you're going to get married, when we're going to get married, when we're going to have kids, when he, if we're going to do these things. God already knows when you're going to get your job, when you're going to be promoted. God already knows because he knows everything. So we have got to tap into this surpassingly great knowledge of our creator. We've got to tap into the surpassingly great power of our creator. God got everything we need. Just like all the crude oil that we need on the earth is underground. We just got to tap into it. Part of the reason why you've got a number of, of uh, uh, OPEC nations that are suffering right today. Nigeria is one of them. I go to Nigeria just about every year. People are suffering very seriously in Nigeria. Well, Nigeria used to be the third leading producer of crude oil or supplier of crude oil to the United States. You know, uh, that, so that country was benefiting greatly because we driving cars over here. We doing all kind of things. And we were spending that money uh, purchasing crude oil from them. Well, what happened recently? You know, some time ago, the United States uh, um, oil drillers and scientists and different ones were able to tap into the crude oil that is right here in the United States. So we found all this crude oil right here in the United States. So now we don't need a whole lot of crude oil from Saudi Arabia. We don't need a whole lot of crude oil from, from Nigeria. We don't need a whole lot of crude oil from these OPEC nations. We got plenty ourselves. So what has happened, all of this that these, these sellers were selling to us, we no longer buying. And so many of their economies are now suffering. Just about everybody I talk to, in Nigeria, many of my Nigerians, just about everybody's talking about how difficult things are, how hard things are. Well, there's not as much of their product, their main product, which is crude oil, that's being purchased, especially by us, the United States. And we're one of the biggest consumers, one of the biggest consumers in the world. I think we're right behind China or something like that. So the point is this, children of God, tapping into, tapping into what's already there. God has already placed uh, the power, the anointing, the, right inside of you as a child of God, right? Uh, well, what we got to do is tap into it. Greatness is inside of you. Courage is inside of you. Anointing is inside of you. The power to, to uh, fulfill your God-ordained destiny is inside of you. The power to carry out God's mission for your life is inside of you. It's inside of me. Well, what we got to do is we got to tap into it. The power is already in us, just like the crude oil is already in the ground. But the drill in the natural goes down and taps into the crude oil. Well, through and by the word of God, we are able. That's kind of like the drill. That will allow us to tap into what's already inside of us, just like the drill. Taps into the crude oil that's already in the earth. The word of God will tap into and reveal to you and I and show you and I what's already on the inside of us. Peter let the people know in verse 10, he said, the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Now, a thief come on normally at an unexpected time. It says the heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything done in it will be laid bare. Now, this is when the Lord comes. All right. So, you know, Paul, Peter, rather, wanted us to keep in mind that when the day of the Lord come, when the day of the Lord happen, it's not going to be something people going to be wondering out. Some individuals in, in, in Peter's time were wondering if the day of the Lord had, had taken place and, and they had missed it. All, all kinds of misunderstandings 
about the day of the Lord. But Peter warned and let the people know that the day of the Lord was going to be a very, very serious, very, very big event. Everybody was going to know exactly what was going on when it happens. So then the question becomes, look at verse 14. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, you and I, children of God, we should be looking forward to the day of the Lord. Just like many of you all understand my voice, you're looking forward to Christmas. You're looking forward to getting married. You're looking forward to all kinds. We as children of God should be looking forward to the day of the Lord. We ought to be excited about it. All the nonsense that's going on in this world, all the, the, the mess that evil men and women have, have put into place, all that's going to come to a close very, very soon. Don't get too upset about the evil, racism, all oh, possible racism in America. Yeah, yeah, it's racism in every country I've ever been in, not just America. Many of us as African-Americans upset with white folk because we feel like they unfairly mistreating us. That's some of you all that ain't never been to Africa because in Africa you got black folk that's mistreating other tribes or black folk that's mistreating other black folks. So what are y'all so upset with white folk for? Let's pray for our white brothers and sisters and, and, and keep it moving. Yeah, racism in Africa. is what you got going on in Africa. Different countries in Africa got different tribes. I was in Kenya one time during one of the biggest tribal uh, um, conflicts that, that had taken place in Kenya between the Kikuyu tribe and the Lure tribe over some election stuff. And Kikuyus and Lures were killing one another, and I'm right there in the middle of it. So it, racism go on. That's a part of the flesh. Racism go on, whether it's whites to blacks, blacks to whites, Kikuyu to Lure, barbarians to Scythians, slaves to freak. There is, there is racism. Jews to Gentiles, uh, Mexicans to, to Americans, Americans to Mexicans. It's, it, racism is a part of the flesh. All right? We need to be looking forward to the day of the Lord because that's when all of the, the sin, all of the mess that we as human beings have brought into humanity and brought into the earth, that's when God's going to shut it down. God's going to shut it down. Don't worry about sin. God's going to shut it down eventually. Since then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, looking forward to the day of the Lord, make every effort. Now, here's what we need to do. Make every effort to be found spotless. Now, that means do all we can to be without sin. Do all we can to be found without evil, without wickedness. When you wear your clothes, you don't want no bunch of spots in your clothes and you're going out. So you wash them, you iron them, you do all kind of things to get the spots and the wrinkles out. Well, God wants us as his children to get the spots and the wrinkles out of us, the sin and the messed up stuff and the stuff that don't look good. God wants all of that out. Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him or at peace with God. Bear in mind, watch this, that our Lord's patience means salvation. Some of you all wonder, how come God is tolerating sin to be like it is? And how come God is allowing some of the, the, the crazy stuff to be going on that, that's going on? Well, why? But God is being patient because he wants more people saved. That's, that's, why, that's why God be patient. That's why God don't just come right in and just because what God could do, God said, Robert, what I could do is come in and destroy all of y'all. I'm like, wow, Lord, uh, please don't do that. He could come right in because of how we have treated him, how we have, how we have been unthankful, how we have been ungrateful, how we have refused to praise him, how we have refused to worship him, how we have refused to give to the, to the work of the ministry, how we have refused. God said, I could come in, God said, and I would be justified and destroy every single one of you. God used to tell Moses all the time to step out of the way so he could destroy all the Israelites. God won't destroy the Israelites a long time ago and many times in Scripture. You go back and read uh, the, the account of Moses leading the people out of wilderness. About three good times God told Moses, leave me alone, let me destroy these people. Then I will make you into a nation greater and stronger than they. God was ready to destroy everybody. And these were his chosen people. I, I, I'm here in the spirit right now asking the Lord, Lord, have you ever... Have you ever thought about destroying all of us? God said, Robert, you know I have. Good gosh, that, that chills me. That chills me. And some of you all just bounce around. Ah, la -de -la -de -la -de -da. And God has thought about destroying all of us. Just like the nation of Israel, they had no idea that God was talking to Moses about destroying every one of them. Killing every one of them. They still bouncing around, making calves. la 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 da 
But see, when you get close to God, God will let you in on some of the stuff he be thinking about. You say, oh, Apostle, how are you going to say you know the thoughts of God? Well, because I got the same spirit as God. And you got the same spirit of God if you are a child of God. And the Bible asks the question, who alone knows the thoughts of a man except a man's spirit within him? In the same way, the Holy Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit knows what God is thinking. If you want to know what God is thinking, you can check with the Holy Spirit within you and he will reveal what God is thinking. You're bouncing around. Lolly, lolly, lolly. And God done thought about destroying all of us. God, God said, Robert, I didn't just think about it in Noah's day. I killed some jokers. Mm, mm, mm. Lord help us. Lord help us. And as it was in the days of Noah and Lot, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. God said, I'm going to kill some jokers again, Robert. You need to tell them that. You need to, t- you need to tell them. God said, I got my true servants, my true apostles, my true prophets. Y'all need to tell them that. You better get yourself saved. Get yourself right with God because, again, God is going to be killing some jokers. He killed some jokers in the days of Noah and Lot. He killed some jokers with the flood in Noah's day. He killed some jokers in Sodom and Gomorrah in Lot's day. And God says it will be much like that again. I don't believe it if you want to. Don't believe it if you want to. That's up to you. That's one beautiful thing I love about the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I ain't got to convince you jokers of nothing. Believe if you want to. Don't believe if you don't, don't want to. It's up to you. And I ain't tripping off you either way, because the reality is those of you that are destined to believe the truth of God, that's exactly what you're going to do. And those of you scoffers, and we just talked, we just looked at those in the scriptures that are destined not to believe what, what, what God is talking about until it's too late, you're not going to believe. So what, what is it? What, what? Look at what the Bible says. Go back with me real quick, children of God. Second Peter 3 and uh, verse 3. Peter writes, above all, you must understand that in the last day, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. Scoffers like, ah, man, God ain't going to do nothing. Scoffers like, ah, don't believe nothing. Ah, don't have all that stuff. Apostle Brian talking about, forget that stuff. Scoffer. Scoffer. Don't want to believe the truth of God. Don't want to believe that God is going to do some very, very terrible things. Very, very soon. Ah, in Peter's day, there were scoffers. Ah, we don't believe that stuff. We don't believe that stuff. Uh-uh. Everything's been going like it's been going. Okay. Let's see if it keeps going like it's been going. Let's see if it keeps going like it's been going. Bear in mind, back to verse 15, that our Lord's patience means salvation. Just as our dear brother Paul also wrote you, with the wisdom that God gave him. Now look at Peter. Look at Peter. Look at what Peter's doing. Peter, one of the greatest apostles that ever lived. Paul, one of the greatest apostles that ever lived. Peter is giving it up to Paul. He's giving it up. In other words, he, 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 is, he is acknowledging the grace of God that was on Paul's life. No competition. Listen, children of God, look, listen to me, bishop out there, pastor out there. We ain't competing. We're on the same team. If you've really been called by God, if I've really been called by God, we're on the same team. Our job is the same. If you're a child of God out there under the sound of my voice, our job remains the same. Fight the devil and lift up the body of Christ, ultimately. Fight the devil. Fight sin. Wrestle against rulers, authorities, powers of this dark world, spiritual wickedness in high place. Our job is fight sin and lift the body of Christ. Now, if you've been called by God, I've been called by God, that's our job. Wherever sin presents itself, we're to fight against it. And wherever God sends us to lift up the body of Christ, that's where we're to lift. Peter is saying, look, God has given Paul a wisdom. It's not that, it might not be the exact same wisdom that God has given me, because we all have different grace. We all have different. But Peter said, look, God has given Paul a wisdom. Listen to what he says about Paul. He writes the same way in all his letters, speaking of them, speaking in them of these matters. 
His letters contain some things that are hard to understand. Now, Peter said, look, now I know everything Paul be talking about. Paul's revelation was, was of such a magnitude and so deep that, that everybody couldn't understand what Paul was talking about. I know a lot of you all out there understand about what you don't understand what I'm talking about, but I know that there's some of you all out there that do. Some of you all out there that spend your time in fasting, spend your time in prayer, spend your time in communion with God, you be understanding exactly what Apostle Brian talking about. And some of you all out there understand my voice, you don't. Because if you ain't studying God's word out there, you're not cultivating your relationship with God, you're not trying to get closer to God, what I'm talking about to you sound like nonsense. I already know. Say, Apostle, how you know so much? You ain't here with me. I ain't got to be there with you. I was once you. I, uh, uh, the, the, the truth of God, the word of God, the wisdom of God used to be like nonsense to me at one point in my life. When I wasn't studying, when I didn't believe, when I didn't, when I didn't see too much importance in the things of God and the word of God, it seemed like nonsense to me. Don't seem like nonsense to me now, and I thank God for that. And my prayer for you, under the sound of my voice, is that it won't always seem like nonsense to you. Peter say, Paul say some stuff that's hard to understand. And, and when something is hard to understand, look at, what Paul, look at what Peter says. Which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do other scriptures to their own destruction. Ignorance is a terrible, terrible thing, children of God. Because what ignorance will have you doing, is, first of all, it'll have you unstable. See, that's why some of you understand my words. You're just as unstable as you can be because you, you know, you're ignorant. I mean, you don't know. You know, ignorant people and unstable. When you're ignorant, it leads to instability. When you're knowledgeable, it leads to stability. See, this is why some of our, many of our, our men, especially as African Americans, you know, we ain't, you know, we ain't running around with all kind of different. Oh my gosh, we don't want to have take care of the family. We don't want to be uh, ignorant, ignorant, and so you're unstable. Don't know what you're going to do. When, you, when there's knowledge, God wants to bring his knowledge. See, see, most of you all understand my voice. You can about count on 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Pastor Brian going to be preaching, whether I'm, whether I'm in the country or not. You know, you, you, you can go, you, you about know, 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. Now, a lot of time I'm out of the country. I don't have internet, don't have electricity, don't have all, you know, some of the places I've been, it'd be kind of wild. But when I'm here in the United States, for the most part, you all know, 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., Pastor Brian, he's going to be preaching and teaching. Most of the time. God, see, knowledge of God will bring stability. God wants to be able to count on you. The same way you want to be able to count on God, God wants to be able to count on you. God wants to be able to count on you. Same way you want to be able to count on God to give you air to breathe, sun to shine on your face, Food to eat, water to drink. God wants to be able to count on you to do what you said you were going to do in his kingdom. It's better for you not to even say you're going to do something in his kingdom than to, than to say you're going to do it and then don't do it. God doesn't take pleasure in fools. Bible says, I think it's Ecclesiastes, it's better not to vow at all than to make a vow and delay in fulfilling it. Now, you done told God you were going to do this for the kingdom. You done told him you're going to do that. Look up and that ain't done still. God don't like that kind of thing. God wants to be. Some of you all under the sound of my voice. What you done said you're going to do in the kingdom. And it ain't done. Try that on your job. It's amazing how some of the stuff we give to God. Some of you all wouldn't dare give that to your supervisor on, on the job. Why? Because you know you, be, you they get your hind part out of there. Well, when we tell God we're going to do something in the kingdom, let's get it done. Let's don't be delaying. God takes no pleasure. God don't like that. God don't like that. You know, sometimes, you know, for the broadcast, I'd be a minute or two late, and I'd be, man, I'd be just as convicted, because I know God don't want me late, and ain't no telling what God's liable to do. No telling. Let's be stable. Let God be able to count on us to be on time. Let God be able to count on us to be faithful. Let God be able to count on us to do what we said we're going to do, because if not, God don't like it, and he'll do something to us. We keep doing stuff that God don't like. He'll do something to us that we're not going to like. Ignorant, unstable people, what they do is they distort the scriptures. It's amazing how a lot of times the jokers that have studied the least 
got the most to say. Amazing. Amazing. I used to find that same kind of thing in, in coaching when I was a, a coach. You know, because you know just about every parent feel like they can coach some sports. Man, don't you know that there are c- classes and courses that you have to take in, in, in coaching? It's not just you don't think you can just go out and perform brain surgery any kind of way. Why? Because we respect them. We understand that doctors have to take classes and courses to learn their, their trade. You don't just go out and feel like you can just, uh, 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 you know, perform o- open heart surgery on somebody because we respect that doctors have had to take classes and courses to learn it. But just about everybody think they can coach. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Coach B, you, you need to put uh, Johnny in. Johnny can't John, – oh, my God. There's a reason why Johnny's sitting over here on the bench. Daddy? Ignorant people start distorting stuff. Distort scriptures, you know. Distort scripture. When you distort the scripture, now you don't have a true picture of the scriptures. God wants us to have a true picture of the scriptures. Like those mirrors I told you about at the fun park. They distort. They got distortion mirrors. You go in, look like your tummy real big. Go in, look like your feet real small. Your head. They distort. They distort. So what's really there, they don't show you that. And see, this is what, this is what ignorant and unstable people do with the word of God. They distort. So what the, what the word is really saying, they ain't showing you that. Those of you all out there that believe God is too loving to send anybody to hell, you are ignorant and you're unstable and you're distorting the scriptures. You're distorting the scriptures. Those of you all out there telling folk they got the tithe on their money, you're distorting the scriptures. You're distorting the scriptures. And now look at what Paul Peter writes. Now they do as they do the the other scriptures to their own destruction. Distortion of scriptures can end up getting you destroyed. No, we don't want to distort the scriptures. We want we want to we want to present them so that people get a true picture of what's really going on. Therefore, dear friends, look at what what Paul Peter writes. Since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. The lawless. See, the error of law. Understand that lawlessness is error. Right in and of itself. Error is mistake. Lawlessness. God is big on lawfulness. He was big on lawfulness in the days of Moses, gave Moses the law. He is big on lawfulness right today. You say, Apostle, why? I thought we were no longer under the supervision of the Mosaic law. We're no longer under the supervision of the Mosaic law, but we are under the supervision of the royal law that's found in Scripture. God's word is a law in and of itself. The leading of the Holy Spirit is a law. Understand that if God tells you to do a certain thing, that is his law to you. That is his law. And if you disobey it, you are breaking his law. God tells you to give on the first day of the week. You don't want to give on the first day of the week. You have broken God's law. And there's going to be consequences and repercussions. God tells you to study, to show yourself approved unto him. You refuse to study God's word. You are breaking his law. There's going to be consequences and repercussions. God tell you to, to submit yourself, uh, or everyone must submit to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. Submit to governing authorities. You don't want to submit to the police. You don't want to submit to the governing authorities. You are breaking God's law, and there are going to be consequences and repercussions. God's word is a law. And a law is that which is meant to be obeyed, but sometimes will be broken, and sometimes can be broken. Lawlessness, error, because God is into lawfulness. Lawfulness in you as an individual Christian, lawfulness in your marriage, lawfulness in your family, lawfulness in your church, lawfulness in your community, lawfulness in your state, in your lawfulness. 
So with us understanding this, it brings us on down to our closing scripture. Now, instead of us rebelling and kicking against the law and trying to fight against, now, you know, we're not talking about fighting against unjust laws or, 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 or laws that are contrary to God's word, but you're just fighting against a law just because you don't like it. And then see, now you're you asking for the punishment of God. The laws that we can fight against are laws that are contrary to what God has said. Now, we can, we can come against that. But a law that, that, you know, it's, no, it's, not, it's not against God's law for me to drive uh, the speed limit. Yeah, it's not that. It's not against God's law. It's not against God's law for me to pray. Now, men may tell you, you know, you ain't going to tell me not to pray. Well, who, are you, who you think you are? It's not against God's law for me to pray in the name of Jesus. I, I can, I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do it, no matter what you're talking about. Now, what we have to be prepared for, children of God, is, is consequences and repercussions. Because sometimes men and women are so deceived by the, the adversary that they want to persecute us for obeying what God has told us to do. It's not a lot against God's law to beat children. Now, if, if it gets to be severe or it gets to be abusive, then that's all. It's not against God's law to beat children. God the one tell us that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from. I don't care what the government police and them say. Now, government and police and them, you, you, you got such a better way of raising these little jokers than you take them and raise them. Well, we're going to raise them I'm like, uh, 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 like Joshua. As for me and my household, we're going we gonna, to uh, serve the Lord. We're going to raise them like God said raise them. And sometimes, children of God, we have to be prepared to, to override man's law with the law of God. You know, the reason why Daniel was thrown into the lion's den. King was like, I ain't going to be no more praying to any other God other than, than you know, the God of the Babylonians and them. Daniel like, man, forget that mess. And Daniel kept right on praying to the true and living God. Got thrown in the lines then. That was consequences and repercussions, but God even saved him out of that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, King talking about, all right, you got to bow down and worship this statue, this image I put up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, like, man, we ain't doing that stuff. We ain't doing that stuff. We got a true and living God we bow down to. King got upset. Going to throw him in the fiery furnace. God rescued him from that. Peter and the other apostles. You know, told not to preach or teach at all in the name of Jesus Christ. Peter and them was like, judge for yourselves, whether it's right in God's sight, to obey you rather than God. Forget that message y'all talking about. Well, they, you know, got beat, got, you know, got flogged. But, you know, sometimes, children of God, we're just going to have to disregard man's law. Because man can be real, real crazy. Real, real crazy. So, what we got to do to keep from falling in error and keep from getting twisted up, keep from being ignorant, keep from being unstable, you know, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, how do we grow in grace? Grow in the knowledge of God. Get more knowledge of God, put more knowledge, God's knowledge into practice, you get more grace from God. Grow in grace, but then God tells us how to grow in grace, by growing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. If you want more grace, get more knowledge. People that have got a whole lot of grace from God, normally these are people that got a whole lot of knowledge from God. To him be glory both now and forevermore. I encourage you and I, and I, I, I pray for you that you grow, continue to grow in your salvation. You know, and those of you that are getting the word of God, the pure, sincere, spiritual milk or the meat of the word, you are on the right track as you will hear it, as you understand it, as you remember it, as you do it, as you share it. God is going to continue to bless you and to lift you even higher. God bless you, children of God, and heaven smile on each other. Saints, you can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.rchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444, enter ID 17959. 
on Spreecast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Chris and Sound Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you, heaven smile on you, in Jesus' name, amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.